I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. You have to feel just a little bit bad for Danny Garcia. Just a little bit. Now, I don't know how a lot of people feel about him. I'm partially indifferent. I have nothing against him, but at the same time, I'm not that big a fan of him. I'm not going to deny he... uh, I'm not going to say that he doesn't have talent. He's very talented. Uh, I thought he did great against Lucas Matisse, but... You can't help but feel just a little bit bad for him right now. Because, you know, his last fight, they made a big deal that he was going to be fighting in Puerto Rico. And the fight against Mauricio Herrera was tougher than expected. Some say that he should not have won that fight, that Herrera should have won. But now, oh god, his next opponent, and I mean, it's... A little less than a month away, but you have to think that somewhere out there, Danny could have said, no, there has got to be a better opponent out there than Rod Salka. I hope that's how I'm pronouncing this guy's name correctly. I I hope that's how it is. But Rod Salka, with 19 wins, 3 losses, and a staggering 3 wins coming by way of knockout. And one of those uh, knockouts actually happened back in 2013. The rest, uh, well, those were early in his career, which started uh, in 2007. Has anybody heard of this guy before now? And uh, I'm sorry, but um, what makes this guy worthy of challenging for the for the uh, junior light or sorry, the junior welterweight championship of the world? His last fight was at lightweight. It was he beat a uh, he beat a uh, Alexei Colado for the uh, vacant WBC Fikar box lightweight title. This this is what it says on Boxrec. So I'm just going on that. But I have a legitimate question. What in the blue hell is the WBC Fikar box lightweight title? If it's from the WBC, it should not be called a Fikar box. It should be called a Fecal box, which is just a large, you know, wooden box that you can fill with your own feces that the WBC pays you a sanctioning fee to carry around in each of your fights. Because I'm sorry, anything from the WBC, that's all it's worth. It's just a pile of crap in a large wooden box. And... Just imagine having to actually do that. Just, you know, you, you win this, and now it's like, okay, fill this box with your feces, and you shall have the belt. And, yeah, that sound you just heard, that's what a lot of people are uh, making towards this fight between Salka and Garcia. Holy crap on a cracker. No, things... It's just shocking. Have you ever heard of this guy before? You haven't. Of course not. Because you actually pay attention to legitimate contenders. It's... It's kind of puzzling. It's like, this is the best you could do? And you know... That, uh... That they are trying their best... That the, the Team Garcia are trying their best to make this seem legitimate. And that Salka is worthy because praise for Salka 
I, I suppose it's not so much praise, but... Well, let's face it. Whenever you've got Danny Garcia's father, Angel Garcia, not talking trash about you, you know that something's up. When Angel Garcia is saying that you shouldn't underestimate this guy, it's kind of like, okay, we'll bite. What's the deal? Oh, my God. It, it, it's just a bit ridiculous. I mean... You couldn't do something with Lamont Peterson. You couldn't do something with Jesse Vargas, Adrian Broner. None of those guys? Humberto Soto? No? Nothing? Oh. Okay, now I, I see a lot of people on message boards are saying that, you know, the fight's a terrible mismatch and... And that fights like this are ruining boxing and not helping to draw in new fans. Okay, here's what you do. You know, a few years ago, I remember people were sometimes putting the hashtag on their Twitter feed, Occupy Boxing. Here's what you can actually do for once. That's actually more useful than a useless hashtag. Don't watch the fight. Boycott it. Watch it on an illegal stream afterwards. Watch it on YouTube, because you know it's going to be on YouTube afterwards. Just don't watch it live. I'm serious. If you're that upset about it, don't watch it. I understand that some people have to watch it, like people who make podcasts or whatever. But if you're a fan of the sport, and you're tired of seeing fights like this, don't see it. It's that simple. That or just go back to using your stupid hashtag and complaining about how much boxing sucks, but hey, what are you going to do about it? No, that is a terribly lazy, almost Canadian attitude to have. And I can say that because I'm Canadian. And we'll, we'll open the newspaper and say, oh gosh, like, look, at, look at what's happening. Isn't this terrible? But what are you going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch the hockey game tonight. That's it. That's all Canadians do. But no, if you want to show the networks that you're not going to stand for mismatches like this, don't watch the fight. Boycott Garcia Salca if you choose to. Moving on to other news. Well, it was bound to happen. In the in the back of my mind, I thought, well, this this could happen, but it was confirmed this week. Floyd Mayweather and Marcos Maidana are going to be meeting in a rematch. Well, um, okay, that's, uh, certainly something. As you know, Justin Salvato of Boxing for Free posted his thoughts on the website, and they can be summed up in this one sound clip. <laughs> Okay, that joke was a bit mean, and also I used it in the last episode. But I also understand where Justin's coming from. Believe me, I do. Because I scored the fight 117 to 111, nine rounds to three for Floyd Mayweather. And I thought, yeah, competitive fight, and definitely a lot of rounds could have gone either way, but I'm not in that big a hurry for a rematch. I'm not. I mean, 
I personally would have liked to have seen Marcos Maidana get another victory and uh, then come back for a possible rematch. Because I, I'm worried that in this fight, it's going to be uh, very boring. Uh, and also, afterwards, Floyd's going to... Uh, I don't know what kind of excuse he'll give, but we all know that he's full of it when he says that the reason he fought the way he did was because he wanted to entertain the fans. If that's the case, he'll do it again against Maidana, and he'll do it better. But, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, I hope that there is no controversy this time about the gloves, but uh, I'm sure that will be addressed because they're actually doing... A multiple city press tour for this fight. Yeah. Unlike uh, the last fight and the Guerrero fight, they're actually putting some promotional effort into this promotion. And Floyd's going to be working again with Golden Boy. Nice 180 you did there after you said that you were no longer working with him, but who cares? The fight's happening in September. We've got a long way to go until we can complain about that. Moving on. Okay. It's what you've all been waiting for. The Canelo Alvarez versus Arislandi Lara prediction. I've done a lot of podcasts over the years. I've done a lot of blogs. I've been very vocal on the Twitter accounts, the Facebook account for the website. So my prediction should not come as a surprise to you. I am picking Arislandi Lara. I am going against the majority. I am courting controversy when I say that he has the ability to outclass Canelo. I don't care if people disagree with me or think I'm crazy. I'd be a bit disappointed if they didn't. I've been wanting this fight for two years and I don't uh, see why I would change my mind over those two years unless Lara had lost, and he hasn't. He, uh, first of all, before I get into my reasonings for uh, why I think he'll win, I also want to talk about something shocking that Justin Salvato told me. Uh, he told me that he was picking Canelo Alvarez to win, and that he would win by knockout in three rounds. Now, when I, when I saw that, I uh, was immediately drafting my letter of resignation from BoxingForFree.com. But, uh, that, that's a joke, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, no, Justin said that Canelo will rise to the occasion, and that he's rooting for Lara, but that he feels Canelo will try to prove something like Ike Bayabuchi did with Chris Bird. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was a bit, bit shocked, but Justin said that reality set in and that he has a bad feeling that Canelo's going to try to uh, start fast and hard and try to break his bones. You know what? That's not, that's not a bad thought, Justin. That is not a bad thought. And he, Justin also said that, you know, he may have learned to cut off the ring. Very true. You know what? I like where Justin is going with this.
but it's not enough to convince me. Canelo Alvarez looked good against a shop-worn Alfredo Angulo. The Alfredo Angulo that faced Canelo Alvarez was not the same Alfredo Angulo who faced Arislandi Lara. It, it looked like two totally different fighters. I, I, I was almost a bit shocked at how limited Angulo was. But I think that Lara has the stamina to keep going, to keep throwing combinations late in the fight, as we saw that he did against Alfredo Angulo, and that was after he had been uh, knocked down twice. Remember, uh, he had been knocked down in the ninth round, and in the tenth round, he came back, and I think it was Pauli Malinaji who said that, you know, Lara gets hurt, but the thing is, he comes back the next round looking stronger. And I think that that's going to happen. Canelo, he has stamina issues. He was kind of throwing only one punch at a time later on in the fight against Angulo. We saw against Floyd Mayweather how Ang or, uh, Canelo would just kind of lay back on the ropes trying to set a trap. He wasn't setting a trap. He was taking a breather. And you can't afford to take a breather against somebody like Canelo. Or, <laughs> I keep getting the names mixed up, but you can't afford to take a breather against someone like Eris Lara, Or he'll just take your breath away. Also, look at how easily, easily, Lara dominated Austin Trout. The Trout fight was uh, Canelo's toughest victory. Up until that point in his career. And it still is his toughest victory. And it was much closer than the uh, judges had it. Lara goes in there. Totally outclasses him. I mean it wasn't even close. So. I. Uh, I'm picking. Arislandi Lara to win. A. Uh. A, the unanimous decision score of uh, 117 to 111, nine rounds to three. But um, something's been lingering in my mind, though. You know, De La Hoya has obviously said that he's in Canelo's corner and that he's backing Canelo. And not that I uh, am accusing De La Hoya of anything or anybody in Golden Boy Promotions, but just have a bad feeling. I just have a feeling that the judging may not be fair. That that something might just be a bit off in this fight once it's done. That you're going that somebody's going to read out the scores and you're going to say, "What? It, was it was it that close?" Particularly if uh, Lara is the one who's victorious. The last thing we want is a fight like uh, the, the Mayweather-Alvarez uh, fight where it's uh, completely one-sided, but the scores don't reflect that. So, I'm making a plea to, uh, well, not to Robert Byrd, because he's a very good referee, and I don't see, I'm not worried about him at all. Robert Byrd's uh, good in my book. But, to the judges, Dave Moretti, Jerry Roth, Levi Martinez, 
be fair be accurate you know do what's right for the sport call it like it is and do boxing fans do do them right in this fight don't don't screw it up judge this fight how it should be judged and that goes for both fighters i would be very upset if uh arislandi ulara won a fight that he did not deserve to win when it it's clearly obvious to me and everyone else that, oh, Lara lost this fight, but somehow they ended up giving it to him. That wouldn't be fair either. So do this right for both fighters. And I uh, end this plea with the eternal words of Conan the Barbarian. If you do not listen, then the hell with you. On an unrelated note, I should really try to include more Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes into podcasts. I mean, people loved it when I did all those Archer sound clips in the uh, lead-up to the uh, Maidana Broner fight. That got a lot of hits. So I wonder what would happen if I included more Arnold Schwarzenegger. It might work. Anyway, that's how I uh, see the fight going. I will be making a report after the fight. I might make a podcast depending upon uh, how much material I have available but uh, I will be covering it I'll be doing the live tweeting as the fight goes on so look forward to that we hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the boxing for free podcast you can find us at www.boxingforfree.com twitter.com slash boxing for free be like Arislandi Lara, Robert the Ghost Guerrero, Adonis Stevenson and hundreds of others follow us on Twitter you won't regret it. Go to youtube.com slash boxing for free and facebook.com slash boxing for free page. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes Zune, Podbean and several other podcast directories if you use iTunes please give us feedback and a rating to let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. Come on, Cohagen, you got what you want. Give this people air.